welcome to the First Church Orlando podcast. Here you will find recordings of weekly sermons, devotions, interviews, and seminar recordings from the First United Methodist Church of Orlando. For more information about First Church Orlando, please visit our website at firstchurchorlando.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Now, enjoy the podcast. Welcome to today's podcast. Our theme for this year's Lent is My Story, helping us all to become more aware of the ways our personal faith stories intersect with God's story in Scripture. Throughout the season, we're introducing you to members of our First Church family and asking them to tell us a little bit about their own stories. My name is Vance Rains. I'm the lead pastor at First Church Orlando. I'm pleased to introduce you tonight to Fabian Lasarte. And I'm looking forward to this conversation and, and hearing his story. Fabian, welcome to the podcast. How about beginning by telling us a little bit about yourself and ways that you are connected and involved at First Church? Thank you, Vanessa. Thank you for this invitation. Uh, I'm blessed to be here. Um, yeah, uh, I was uh, born and raised in Argentina. I moved here when I was 23, but I was not planning to move. I just came here to visit my uncles and aunt. My parents gave me the trip as a present for my graduation. I have a math degree, so they said, okay, just go. And uh, that was my present. And I never came back. So I don't know if they ever regretted that present or or they were sending me away. But uh, they, um, I decided that, uh, that I kind of wanted to learn English to experience. Uh, and it was a, a time that I think I wanted to find myself and God here. I, I, my, I became a Christian in Argentina. So, so I came as a Christian here already. So, but I found that, um, um, the, I, I wanted to meet God in a different way because I was wrestling a lot with my sexuality at that time. I embraced uh, conservative theology about sexuality at that time. So that the fact that homosexuality, there's um, no basis in uh, as for a Christian to have to live out a, a homosexual life or gay life. You know, there's no place in it. The only way is a celibacy or heterosexuality or so. Um, um, I embraced that, and I believed it wholeheartedly. But, um, but it, it started going against what you feel and what you are. So it was really hard. So I thought I will stay here in America to wrestle with that. Mm. And I thought, you know, that kind of naively, I was 23, and I thought, I'm sure in America there's everything. I'm sure might might be a cure for homosexuality. Somebody might have the cure. And then I found Exodus International, you know, it, it, and it, it was based in Orlando. That's why I'm here in Orlando. So I arrived in Miami. So I thought, okay, uh, uh, they have the answer. They will change me. So I was thinking, as soon as I turn straight, I go back to Argentina. That was the only purpose I was going to stay here. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's why I'm still here in America. <laughs> so um uh but yeah that was actually the main motivation you know to i was not you know we were not having uh 
financial hard financial times in my country or nothing in my family were okay so uh but i i thought really that uh i could turn my life around uh when uh, thinking that i could become straight and uh so that's kind of the the main motivation to stay here uh, uh, but i recently became an american so after many many years uh because I, at the first, I was not thinking, not planning, you know, but after so many years living here, I truly embraced this country as my own and definitely feel much more American than, than Argentine. So actually this month, it will be 23 years that I've been here in this country. So, and I left when I was 23. So in March, basically, I'll be more American than Argentine. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, and uh, I'm very very happy, very proud to be an American. Well, congratulations. That's a, that's a great accomplishment. So, um, I mean, you talked about the, the reason you stayed was that, that maybe somebody could cure your sexuality uh, and kind of joked you're still here. Um, I, I, I know you, so I know at some point you came to a place of, of acceptance of, of who you are and your sexuality. Um, I, I wonder. I wonder how God was involved in that, and and if your view of God changed through that process. Uh, God was always there, yeah. and I um, I never. It was. It was a. Uh, uh, I always was quite aware of my sexuality. I never denied it. Even in conservative churches, I was always open about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was open that, but you uh, it, you interpret your 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 life in a different way from, from a conservative perspective. So instead of like me being gay, I'm wrestling with homosexual feelings. These feelings are not mine. These feelings are temptation from Satan. These feelings, so, but... But I was open about it. But I, I didn't. I even believed. I, and one of the things that I used to say back then was like, "Oh, God created you heterosexual. That's because God cannot create homosexuals. So you, deep down in you, uh, you are heterosexual. But the experience that you have of uh, your homosexuality is part of the fallen nature. So as long as you keep in a spiritual life, the fallen nature." will stay away you might wrestle here and there but but you deep down you're just straight because that got how god created you so at one point i believed that so but at the same time i was never i never denied that uh, that i have these feelings i have these struggles or uh, at that time that's how i saw it so uh but i i will say that it, it began since i was a child and um I knew since I'm the typical case that I knew since I was a child that I was different. And then when I was aware that I have the homosexual feelings and all that, probably I was like seven or eight or something Mm. until I heard somebody saying that, you know, that God doesn't love gay people and, uh, and uh, people that are gay will die soon and all these kind of things. I remember being probably eight years old and being terrified, and I remember probably that was uh, that was the first time. Like uh, one of the things you, you the question you sent is when your journey started. I think that's when my spiritual journey started. Like I was eight year old when I said, "God, if you," I remember my prayer was, "If you don't kill me, and 
I will be a priest because the only thing I knew that because I grew up Catholic. So the only thing I knew how to serve God was like, I will, will be a priest. <laughs> so I remember eight year old, I start reading the Bible and um, praying and the rosary and all these things because I wanted to be a priest. Uh, so that's kind of, but it was totally out of fear because I thought that God was going to kill me because I'm, I have these feelings. I'm gay. So, and so, so it was, in a way, sad, you know, that a child out of fear, but, but that God used that, you know, God used to bring me to him in a way. It was a weird, I was a weird kid now that all the kids were playing soccer. I was reading my Bible. Uh, and uh, so that's kind of my, when my spiritual journey started. And so the God was always there. And so in my sexuality too, since that time, then when I became a teenager, the, the uh, you know, I, you start experiencing experiencing all these feelings and all that, uh, I thought there's no place for me in Christianity. So I did not want to do anything with Christianity. And I was like, there's no way they could openly condemn homosexuality and I don't have any place in it. So I rejected that until when I was 18. Uh, a friend of mine uh, took me to a Christian retreat and I just went only because I had a crush on a guy from <laughs> <and a> church that <laughs> I, I used to go to the same school. And that was the only reason it was like really bad uh, motivation to go to a retreat. But at the same time, uh, God used that. It really touched me because the interesting thing was that the preacher at that time preached about Jonathan and David. But obviously he preached it from the friendship. But when I read it, I took it like, okay, there is a, pray, a place from some homosexuality of some kind, you know, like I, I, I don't read the passage like that anymore. But at that time, I took it like that, you know, because in, in Spanish, when it says that uh, Jonathan loved David, that is the word is used in Spanish. is It's the same word that you will use for for a couple, you know. And so uh, I, it, it sounded like that, you know. So, uh, but that was kind of like a, like a bite. God <laughs> hooked me in and I started reading the scripture because of that. After that, I came back to read the scripture. That's when I have my encounter with, with God, like, a, like really like as an adult or, or young adult, you know, that I, uh, I choose to believe in Jesus, you know, so, and it really changed my life completely. But it's always because of my sexuality, you know, and my sexuality was always part of it, you know, and, um, at that time, because of the where I where I uh, basically met the Lord was in a conservative community. I thought everything I felt was uh, was probably like a phase, you know, as they call it. And now that I'm in God, I'm in Jesus. Uh, I'm a new creature, you know. Second uh, Corinthians five and uh, or two five and uh, yeah i'm a new creature in christ things will be different and i was really thinking that uh, that god changed me god changed that part and uh, in my life and uh um so for for the years ahead i did not think about my sexuality i was just so focused on getting to know jesus and getting to know the scriptures and I want to serve God and I I remember when I was a child that I made that prayer so maybe God is like bringing me back here now to serve God and I wanted to be a pastor or a preacher and all that so but after like a few years that's when I moved to America I started having this need you know like I, I want to be with someone I want to 
And it was more than sex. It was just, it's just the companionship. And I did not, I have had girlfriends, but it was this void. I got, I felt like this, uh, I'm not being fulfilled. I don't, I don't feel the companionship. And, mm-hmm. and, um, and so, you know, it was always a journey. So my sexuality is, you know, very intricate uh, with my faith and, and all the time. So, um, um so that you know exodus happens and all that and so when i realized that um nothing ever changed really like my life completely changed my i can tell i'm totally different man since i met jesus but my sexuality remains the same i I said like not even a hint of feeling anything different than 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 when i was a, a boy so i um I start having a lot of it, it, it became a crisis of faith because everything you've been taught is not working. Mm. I was told that a new I'm a new Christian, a new creature in Christ. I was told that God saved me, that God delivered me, that I'm redeemed, that I'm all of this. And I and then you know the view of homosexuality is like abomination, perversion, and all that. So I was told that I was gonna be this, but I feel like I'm everything that God hates. Mm. Um, and that was, that really took me to a very dark place where I was really contemplating to take my life and, uh, uh, on my own, but actually it was a scripture, uh, when, um, Peter is preaching, uh, to the Gentiles, I think for the first time. And he said, you crucifies the author of life as in, uh, in, in Acts 2. Mm-hmm. And that all of a sudden, you know, it was that passage that came to light in my in my heart, and I real it's like all of the, all of a sudden I I thought Jesus is the author of life, and here me trying to think how should I kill myself. Mm. So, and I had to stop and say, okay, there is something wrong in my belief systems. Because it cannot, uh, there's something that I'm not believing that is uh, the, 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 that is wrong, that I believe in that is wrong because it cannot be that, because I always had the idea that our theology uh, affects our, our lives in that how we see God affects our life. So I was thinking, if, I, if I'm thinking how to kill myself or how to have all these suicidal thoughts, in somehow some, I'm not seeing God right because God is the God of life. Jesus is alive. And he, so that, that passage in particular, you know, I know there's other passages where Jesus said, I am the life. But that passage was that uh, when he said, you kill the author of life, he's the author of life. And I feel here like death all around me. Mm. So I, I, the only thing I could do at that moment, I says, I had to talk to my pastors at that time. I said, there's, there's something that is wrong here. And I don't know what it is. But I, I think some of our, our beliefs, or at least my beliefs, are not right because I, I feel this way. So I need to leave the church. I need to stop reading the Bible. And it's because otherwise I will shoot myself. You know, this is so it was this process of deconstruction of my faith and trying yeah, um, to find again how, what should I believe and what. Uh, and so I, that. That basically has been uh, 10 years ago. And uh, I think I'm, 
I'm not hundred percent over that. I, I still feel, uh, you know, those voices, the conservative voices, that sometimes comes, you know, and uh, but I, I definitely in a much much better place. I'm happy. I, I embrace my sexuality. I'm not ashamed of it, and I know that um, uh, God is with me. And uh, uh, it was never the fear that God doesn't love me or nothing. The only thing I was thinking, is this the right thing before God? Because I know that even if I was doing the wrong thing, his grace was over, over, always cover me. And so that was never the fear. The fear is like, am I doing it right? Uh, mm-hmm. you, one of the questions you send is like, uh, w- one question you could ask to God. I was like, I will, I will ask, am I doing it right? I'm still in the right path. Yeah. I I'm, I'm trying to do the right thing here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the problem is when you have this crisis of faith and you have to deconstruct everything you learn and all that, it's a very unstable place to be. Yeah. It is. I never know where, where I'm standing. You know, I try to think I'm standing in Jesus. I'm standing in the rock on the rock. And I stay, but Many of those things are based on on theology, you know. And now it's, I'm saying it on the rock, because, yeah, because you understand Jesus to be this way. But then everything they told me that it was not working on my life. So now I have to weed out what is true and what is not. Yeah, you know, even to to point to the doubt is 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 even true that what they say that Jesus is my rock. Mm-hmm. You know, because right. at one point it did not feel like that. You know, it's just like thinking that I'm sinking, sinking here. You know, maybe my maybe I built my life on sand mm-hmm. when this wrong theology. So um, so now uh, I still feel like uh, like when you step and you touch the ground and think, is is there is is this solid? Is it is it that can I can I step on it? Can I stand here? You know, it's still like. Mm-hmm very careful with my steps, you know, so, uh, so what, but, feels, what feels solid these days? I mean, what, what, what about God feels more solid now in this season of your life? Um, I think, uh, uh, one thing, how, how do I feel God in uh, like, uh, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm it's because I think in all this journey, God really worked in my pride and I feel more humble. Uh, like I, when I compare, it, it's weird to say I'm more humble or humble, you know, but comparatively to where I was, mm. I, I can, like Paul says, I can only compare with myself. I am 10 times or a hundred times more humble because of the, all the humiliation that I've been through because of the discontraction of my faith and all that. So somehow I feel that not on my own, but God in his way made me more like Jesus. Mm. And mm. with that, and it was, it was not my effort. It was, I was going, I was doing everything just the opposite to be like Jesus. I was very prideful. I was very prideful of my Bible knowledge. I was very prideful of, of my spirituality. And then everything is destroyed, you know, like I, and I, I don't even know who I am anymore, but I know that I'm more humble. I'm more, in a way, more willing to listen to people, to 
not to be try to be the center of attention, not just to be there and to. And I think at the end, I think uh, that is being more like Christ. But it's not like I I work very hard. It's like through God put me through all of this to take me to this place. Mm-hmm. In a way, that's that's how I feel. I, more and more, the more I feel like humility is is a solid ground. So I'm seeking that. I'm very careful to with my motivations when I in church, when I sing, when I pray, when I do anything. Uh, am, am I really doing this with the right heart, with the right motivation, or just to show off, or just to, uh, or just out of, uh, uh, you know, just because you can pray, you know how to pray, you know the the phrases, and you. So what is so? And I think I'm more uh, sensible to that, more uh, uh, more aware of that, mm. and uh, somehow deep down I feel that's more. In the line of God's heart, you know, to to watch my heart on that. So, in that sense, I feel like God is taking me to the right place, and I'm standing on 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 solid ground. Because when you're humble, you are low there. You can go, you know, either right. so you're not falling because you are you are low. So, so here's a. This might seem like a strange question, but if if the Fabian I'm talking to tonight could go back and tell the eight-year-old Fabian or the teenager Fabian or even the Fabian from 10 years ago who was in the dark space, if you could go back and tell them about who you know God is today, I wonder what you would tell them. Uh, specifically that uh, who God would would do I think God is today? I will definitely tell him uh, you got it wrong. It's not <laughs> what you you got it wrong. It's not what you think it is at all. <laughs> so uh, it's okay that you keep trying, but yeah, though just uh, um, I'm not sure how what's it what's the the verse in in the, in English. I know the verse in Spanish, but remember when when Paul. Uh, when Jesus showed up to Paul and uh, he revealed himself and it says, soul, 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 it is hard to kick. Uh, how do you, do you remember? What's the verse? Yeah, at the go- uh, yeah. Why do you kick at the goads? Right. Why do you kick at the goads? Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of like, uh, like uh, I will tell that to that Fabian, you know, you kick at the goads. Like it's a, just let it go and and really like try to open up uh, your heart to see who God really is and and that's one of the one of the thing is that I I think I feel like God reveals Himself is when it's nothing of what I thought it was mm. then I understand that it's God oh yeah do you know what I'm saying yeah yeah great. So, so that's why I feel in a way some kind of solace and peace that that I am in God's will because it's nothing of what I thought. <laughs> this is not what I planned. This is not what the and and that for me, if God reveals himself that way, at least in my life, because it shows me that I'm not the one in control. I you know, it's just I'm not the one that can plan how my life in God should be. 
be that. Um, so if, if if you could describe the God you know now in just I don't know three four five words, what what are, what words come to mind these days for God? Um, uh, the 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 Fabian before will give you a whole theological explanation of how God yeah. is, yeah. but the Fabian now almost I don't need not not even two words I, I just need. One, I, I really think that there's no better explanation to say God is. God is. That's why he said, I am who I am. And God is. Mm. It, it, it sounds, I know some people might sound weird to say that, but it's God is. I mean, it is. there's no way to describe him, you know. So the only thing is you say God is. You know, I can say like right now more for, I will say God is the initial force that, but when that, that does mean that God has a beginning. No, he doesn't. So you, you can get, you can get super tricky to try to define anything mm-hmm. in God, anything at all. So, so as, so we say God is omnipresent, but what is present? How, when do we start feeling presence? You know, it's like, so, so the only thing is God is, yeah, God exactly. is. And then, and then it kind of matches what he said about himself. I am who I am. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Well, one more question for you. Uh, last year, you recommended a book that has become one of my favorites, uh, the, Jesus Within, the Jesus, the Teacher Within by Lawrence Freeman. I wonder if you had a book recommendation for me tonight. Well, actually, uh, um I just finished, um, this is not about spirituality, but I wish I would have gotten this book before the, the elections, before all this division that we hear in America. But an amazing book that I just, uh, I'm very practical, was uh, Walking Across a Divide by Justin Lee. Mm. And it's basically how to have conversation with people that are very different than you. And you know, I, I really have no expectation of, about that book. It was a book that we have to read it for TRP. And I did not have really, I thought, okay, I know there must be hundreds of these books out there. But Justin did a great job about, uh, a practical job about how to put yourself in the other people's shoes, you know, even when people are very different than 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 you are. So, uh, and uh, it really challenged me to, you know, to help me when, because when I see, you know, people are very different and it's easy for me to label, label them as hateful and this and that, but they do have a worldview and that's why they do the things that they do, you know, and how not, I'm not going to justify the things that they do if I think they're wrong, but why is how in a, how is that they get to see the world like that and um so it's interesting because uh, i went to have lunch in uh, in kissimmee in a very country place and i saw you know like 99.9% i think i'm probably the only non white there and uh and I realize all of a sudden it has this little epiphany, you know, that probably in another moment I will see these people like they don't like me, they they don't want me here. And uh, but I realized that I saw them and happy with their families. And I think I think prob- 
one of the epiphanies that I had is probably they're afraid that all of this, it will change. Mm-hmm. If they let foreigners come, my life will change. Uh, they are, the, the, and I'm not justifying, you know, there's maybe their, uh, their anti-Semitism or whatever, or their, uh, uh, you know, but, uh, but I kind of understand the fear they might have that everything they're enjoying right now, it can change, you know? And uh, so it was interesting to, to have that revelation and not have this like um, antagonism against people that I don't even know really. So, and that book helped me, you know, helped me. And so I totally recommend Walking Across the Divide by Justin Lee. And I think it should be a, 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 a study book in church, you know, just to, uh, so definitely. Thank me. I'm going to go uh, look at it tonight. So, yeah. Well, Fabian, I think you and I could uh, talk all night. Uh, you right, have, yes. You have a great story, but I'm uh, I'm afraid this brings us to the close. Um, thank yeah. you for this great conversation and for you to share uh, so personally uh, and vulnerably your story with us. Uh, I know everyone listening has been blessed uh, by listening to you. Uh, so to all of those who were listening tonight uh, or whenever you hear this, I I know that you enjoyed our time with Fabian. I hope you'll keep listening to other great stories from other great members of First Church Orlando. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Vance. We hope you enjoyed the podcast and that you will listen again in the future. If you enjoyed today's message, we hope you'll subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform and share it with others on social media. For more information about First Church Orlando, please visit our website at firstchurchorlando.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If this podcast is a valuable resource to you, we invite you to give to this ministry by making a financial contribution at firstchurchorlando.org forward slash give. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.